Alexa, what is the best podcast in the land? Here's pulling back the curtain podcast registered from Amazon Music. Playing the latest episode. This podcast is sponsored by Sumato Coffee. Sumato Coffee believes that coffee should be unique and high quality from bean to cup. Beyond that, it starts to become stale. At Sumato Coffee, they're incredibly concerned and transparent about when your coffee is roasted. That's why they put the roast date right on the bag. Pulling Back the Curtain podcast listeners receive a 20% discount off their order by using promo code BALLERSCOFFEE. To learn more about Sumato Coffee, please visit them at sumatocoffee.com. That's S-U-M-A-T-O-C-O-F-F-E-E.com. What's happening, people, and what you know good? We'd like to thank you for listening and spending your time with us. This is Pulling Back the Curtain Podcast, the most provocative, the most exciting, the baddest, baddest podcast in the land. We come with the dopest topics, hitting with the rawest opinion while giving you the straight-up facts. No fake news here. I'm Jules. I'm Press. We give sight to the blind, ladies and gentlemen. On today's show, we pull back the curtain on our audience and their thoughts and much, much more. Press, what's popping, baby? Jules, man, you got that right, man. And audience, we told y'all this episode is strictly for y'all. Hey, man, we're here to help. We're here to help. We're definitely here to help, man. How's everything been going with you, man, before we get into the listener letters? It's been it's been busy, bro. It's been it's been busy. The weather is nice. People yes, sir. are out. The grass is shooting up. <laughs> How that lawn looking over there? It's looking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you got to start getting the fertilizer and spraying or laying down the seeds and get it all nice and nice and neat and get the coral for the for the weed whacker and, and you know, just just stuff, the new patio stuff. My, I left my old pet. Uh, I left a patio umbrella out and it got damaged through the winds and stuff. So I got to buy a new patio umbrella. I forgot to put it up. The wife was on me, so I got to buy a new one. You know, so stuff like that, man. I, man, just everything, just in life in general, there, prayers, life in general. Yeah, you know, it just sounds like some regular adulting over there, Jules. Just a day yeah. in the life. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm gonna sit. I'm 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 gonna sit in my own my, my own little listening letter. Dude, oh my god, I would love to hear that. One. <laughs> hey, you be reading it like from Jules? Like what the? <laughs> no, you go. He gonna send it from a burner email, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, that, other than that, man, everything's good, man. I have well, I gotta complain about, man. <laughs> How hey, about yourself, dude? I was gonna say, what do you gotta complain about? You woke up today, so I feel like oh. you're doing better than some other people today. Oh man, bro, say that, man. Say that, right? Mm-hmm. It can always be worse. I can I can I can not wake up, I guess. <laughs> so you know, do seriously, like you know, because one day that's gonna be our 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 inevitable conclusion, right? So until that day. Man, I feel like we we all should uh, take advantage. And, and like you said, Jules, here in Chicago, man, the weather has been beautiful, man. I got mm-hmm. no complaints. I've been walking outside with shorts on again. I'm like, ooh, we are there back. There you go. There you <laughs> go. Showing them quads, man. You know, I'm trying, Jules. I'm trying. <laughs> now, they, the quads ain't like you now, you know, because he's like Mr. Universe, ladies and gentlemen. But I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> oh, I got the man. runner legs over here. Runner legs, you know. Yeah, we've been we've – been... Working a little bit, man. We've been working. Let's listen, listen to it, y'all. He, he's so humble with it, too. <laughs> <laughs> my man. My man. I'm just happy to get back on here, man. The audience, like we told y'all, we're going to be going straight through through the end of the year. So you're going to be hearing us. You're going to be getting your prayers and jewels fixed. So we, we here. Now, Jules, before we get into all these listener letters, because we got a lot of them, I want to follow up on a story that we talked about okay. earlier in the season. With Shaquanella Robinson, the young lady that was murdered yeah. there in Mexico. Yeah. Now, Jules, mm-hmm. want to get your thoughts on this with you being in law enforcement? Just oh, want to understand, man. man. What, what what are we seeing here? I'm 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 even confused. We have United States saying is inconclusive. We have inconclusive evidence, but you see, there was evidence because due to the video. Now, Mexico. When they did the autopsy, they categorized it as uh, cardiac arrest, I believe, brain uh, swelling to the brain and spinal cord injury. U.S. did an autopsy. It is inconclusive because the body had been embalmed already, but there was there was swelling to the brain. 
So they come and come up to an agreement where there's inconclusive edits to categorize as a federal uh, crime to prosecute federally. And I'm just scratching my head like, okay, but is it because it happened in Mexico? And they don't want to interfere because it's the, uh, you know, saying it's inconclusive. So they really don't have nothing to go off of. But it's still, it be that as it may, you there's still video. Somebody died. The people, the people, the the, uh, the people that's held should be held liable was there with her on videotape. Not only killed her, fight, fought her, killed her, robbed her too. Took her right. possessions. Right. Yep. And went yep. back home. So uh, now, of course, it's going to. This is going to get so much pushback that the DOJ has to do something. Mexico can still do something. Let's, let's be honest, people. There's no statute of limitation for murder. So something's going to be done, but it's just it's just a it's just a shame that DOJ come up with a, a with a with a, 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 a saying that yeah, there's no evidence to support uh us taking over this this case. It's like what what, what do you mean? She's a United States citizen. Yeah, yeah, yeah it happened in Mexico, but I'm pretty sure you guys can. I'm pretty sure you can do something. I'm pretty sure of that. I don't know. It's 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 a shame. It's a shame. I mean, let's be honest. It's it's a shame from the get go because the people that she with that she was with, you know, turned out not to be not to be her friends, right. and they didn't let let they didn't let know what was happening till some time went on. And you know, she you know she was intoxicated. Uh, uh, she was drunk. Where. She fell out due to she was being drunk and, you know, so they didn't get the story right away. Then when Mexico, when the, 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 the videos surfaced, you know, there was autopsy and then, then that has, that's how they get the ball rolling. But time went on from there. Even in her death, she can't get, uh, this thing is still not in rest because it just hurt because it's, it, it, I mean, you got, you got evidence then. You just, just need to, you know, you just need to just do your jobs, man. I, I. I, I don't get it. When I found this out, I was just shaking my head like, wait, wait a minute, wait, wait a minute. What I'm, what I'm missing? What I'm missing, Press, because you get video. You get right. people lying. Bring these people in and, 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 and put this thing to rest so she can, so she can get rest. And the family, now you re-victimizing the family because they got to go through this. Some, well, you know, the DOJ, we decided not to prosecute. I'm like, what you, what? Mm -hmm. So these people get away with murder? Right, exactly. A couple of things that I wanted to point out was first and foremost, uh -huh. the fact that Mexico allowed those people to leave to get back to the United right. States. Right. To me, once they left that country, you ain't getting them back over there. And I also kind of feel like the difference between the autopsy that was done in Mexico versus the one that was done in the U.S., why was there two different results? Because over in Mexico... They found spinal cord injuries, while the one over here in the U.S. said there were no spinal cord injuries. So where is the discrepancy coming in? That's the part that I'm a little lost on. Mm -hmm. And I know the family reached out to Biden and they demanded, hey, the charges either get filed against the, the person or they want this thing to be an investigation opened up. And the family, right. they have a person in mind that they think did it. I think Mexico, even uh, Jules, issued a warrant for that woman's arrest. But good luck getting her to come back over there to Mexico. Well, right. So that's just the part for me. It just, it doesn't make sense. The delays didn't help. Because when you have investigations like this, when you got delays, it just slows down the process. And especially when it's an international situation like this, we talking about who's got the jurisdiction and it happened in another country. I just don't know at this point what can happen. I mean, what can the U.S. do? What can the family get the U.S. to do at this point? If right. the DOJs come out and say they're not pressing charges, what's the recourse for the family? Right. I don't know what to do. That's why I'm like shaking my head and it's kind of hard to even talk about it because like, wait a minute, what do you mean? She's a United States citizen. So you, what you said, you got to be careful because you go visit another country or whatever, something happened, your family will want, and obviously yourself and after like, will want something to be done. Are you sitting the president like, oh, if we, we go overseas and kill somebody, come back, then America it's ain't going to investigate. Yeah, it's all great. 
I could go on vacation and kill one of my friends and come back and I ain't got nothing to worry about. I mean, it, let's be honest. There's bullcrap when he's talking about, you know, inconclusive evidence. What, what do you mean? What you talking about? You mean, like what do you mean? What do you mean inconclusive evidence? Somebody went over there and they, they got beat to death. Mm -hmm. I feel a cover-up. Right. Those, those things where they say, well, you know, when they resumed the body, it was embalmed already. So I don't know if that, you know, did anything to kind of mess up their investigation when they, uh, when they, you know, looked at the body. It's almost like, you know, yeah, it happened in Mexico. Mexico not going to do it because they're Americans. Not really going to worry about it. Not saying this is what they're thinking of them, but it, it seemed, it seemed like Mexico is invested. Okay. If Mexico investigate, well, we got people from America, from America, black, black people from America. We're not going to put too much thought into this. And then we get Mexico, I mean, then we get United States saying, well, Mexico kind of, you know, it kind of like dropped the ball or whatever. Like it's been, a, it's been a minute, you know, the, you know, the body's been embalmed already. So we can't really do that because the, the, the evidence isn't inconclusive. So we're in limbo. We can't do anything. And then since it's an investigation, we really can't talk about it. I don't, you know, I, you know, I don't know why this thing is, I don't know why this thing is hard, but. I just pray that I know they have a, uh, they hired an attorney. Like you said, Prez, they reached out to Biden. I just really hope that, I really just really have somebody get something done here. Ben Crump or anybody, whoever's looking to, you know, you know, can really help this family who have seen this, seen this story and see, and see what happened. Like, take up, like, no, we got to do something. We got to do something. And Jules, I mean, that's a, a good point when you talked about the family earlier and how uh -huh. they're looking to get justice. We talk about this so many times when these situations happen, where these parents have to share their grief to get someone to give a damn. And it's unfortunate, right? And, and I hate that we even have to even go there, but it makes you wonder, is the reason why they're not taking this thing more seriously is because she's a black woman, a young black woman at that? Like, why mm. is this situation not being taken mm. seriously? Like, because last time I thought, last time I checked, Jules, she was a U.S. citizen. And I thought right. the US citizens were all protected class of people. We still so, we still covered by the amendment. Right. Thank you. So with that being said, we should not be killed or died under weird circumstances in another country, in a foreign country at that, and no one bats an eye. This this whole situation stinks to uh -huh. holy hell. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I know Big Crump's involved, but man, I, like Biden, what you doing, bro? Come on, man. This is one of your own citizens. Now, I know you you went in and you helped with Brittany Griner and all that stuff. Cool. But what you doing here with this one? Kamala, where y'all at? Because this is unacceptable. You cannot see here, and like to the point you were making, Jules, that is a dangerous precedent. And that is a dangerous message to put out there that U.S. people can go to another country, commit a crime, and come back. And it's like nothing happened. That's a dangerous story to tell. I'm sure they don't want that narrative out there. I just seem like it's just, Perez, it just seemed like it's just for Biden. It seemed like a simple phone call, right? Well, I'm sure he's probably been on the phone. I, I but I, I just don't know. I just honestly don't know what they could do at this point. The mistake right. was they, that they allowed that girl to leave that fucking country. Yeah, what Mexico gonna do? Yeah, come back and for investigate. We need want to talk to you. Yeah, because you know how that works. At that point, it's like. Psh, that shit, it's a wrap. Yeah, it's like, come come catch me if you can, almost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and again, that's why we said again, is Mexico really going to send cats over here to, to go get the, look, hunt these people down, you know? No. But that's why we really hope, and the family hope and pray that U.S. get into it so they can bring these people to justice. You know what I'm saying? So they can bring them, bring them in. This is a shame, man. This is a shame. I hope the DOJ get, get, get the act together and, and realize like, hey, all right, well, let's Somebody in authority will say, "Come on, let's 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 do this job here. Let's come on, let's do let's do what we got to do here and do it the right way. Let's do it the right way, man." So your point, Jules. I mean, I just hope that something happens here in favor of the family. Miss um, deserves justice, and so does her family. Like, yes, I mean, this is a twenty-five-year-old young woman, man. Went on vacation yeah, with quote-unquote friends, yeah, because I use that term loosely, like I said at the time. They made no damn uh -huh. friends to me. Mm -hmm. I, just, I didn't hear any friendly um, voices in that video. I, 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 ain't see, I didn't get that. 
and, and a lesson for any people that listen to this show. Watch the company that you keep. Because sometimes you can be walking into a death sentence with having people around you that secretly are hating on you the whole time. You got to choose wisely. Everybody ain't your friend. I don't call everybody my friend. I got a small circle of people. And, these, and those people in that circle, I would trust my life with. That ain't something right. that you take lightly. You look around at y'all circle, people that's listening to this show. Look at the people in that circle. If you know that that person will die for you, then that's the right person. If that person don't feel that way about you, that ain't your damn friend. Point and point. Point and point. Point and point. Well, let's get into these listener letters, man. Uh, I really yes, hope sir. that they do the right thing over there, man. But we're going to shift gears over here, man. So the first one comes over from Aaron. And Aaron says, I'm a 28-year-old married man. He said, I've been married to my wife for two years. But he said, it's been a very rocky two years so far. He said, right Ooh. after I married my wife, she cheated on me with her ex-boyfriend. He, he said, I suspected something was going on all along. And she finally did it to me. She said she was drunk and it only happened once. He said, I forgave her eventually and we're still together. He said, however, after it happened, my wife said that she felt terrible. And she told me that there was only one way to make things even. And that was if she gave me a hall pass with another woman. Hmm. He said, I eventually agreed to this, but now my wife won't stop asking me questions about the encounter and has been obsessing over the situation. He says, I feel like she is handling this worse than I did when she cheated on me. He says she's been making cryptic comments around the house lately saying that she can't do this and that we are not equipped to be together long term. His question to us, Jules, why is she acting this way? Am I wrong for accepting the hall pass? Ooh, man. Oh, prayers. <laughs> prayers. Ooh, this a, this a, this a, this a, damn, man. Well, man, where do I begin? The, the reason why she acting that way, because she a woman. <laughs> we, 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 I mean, you know, and there's no knock to women. I mean. Yeah, she did it. She well, first of all, only two years and it's been rocky, and then she stepped out with her ex. I mean, she drunk, but where, where was she at? Where he was there and she was drinking. That's that's the question. And that he wasn't there, but she was there. The ex boyfriend was there. What, the, what what was going on there? And you forgave her. Okay, okay. That I mean, it happens. It happens. But then she gave you a hall pass, and you accepted. My thing is, if if she did something out of character because she was drunk or whatever, had a weak moment, we, we all fall short. But you still being you. And if you love this woman, you will she even if she gave you a hall pass, you shouldn't have took it. That's what that's that's my that's my uh thought of it. You should be like, no, nah, I'm I'm good. I just want to make sure you never do this again. Cause mm. You know, we get into this. We get into this this union for a reason. We love each other. We want to spend the rest of the rest of our life with each other. You're my best friend, my soulmate, whatever the case may be. You're my heir. You're my my life, my dreams, or whatever. Okay. Okay, you would have spent. <laughs> okay, you would. But when she saved me that, when she did that, we all we all fall short, Briz. That's why in in the vows to say in good times and bad times, that was a bad time. Okay, y'all get through it. Still gonna be going through it for a little bit because it's fresh. But you forgave her. Okay. Now the problem is you did what you did. She gave you a pass. Okay, you did what you did. She shouldn't be knocking it because she the one who opened that up. I wouldn't have took it A, but she had no she but she shouldn't be knocking B because she opened the door for you. She didn't think you was gonna take it. That was the problem. And now you didn't hit you didn't hit another female and now she like damn you know this and then you know so this right here press this is rough they're going to definitely need to see see counseling because it's you got outside entities in this marriage the marriage is between the man and the wife that become one now you got outside outside folks in it. now it's it's a, it's a wreck now you got to clean it up so it may take a a, a mediator you know what I'm saying 
it may take some you know some discipline some understanding some, some communication this is what we're going to do this is what we're going to say this is how we're going to live and going to stick to it now if you guys can't work on it can't get past it or whatever then we might we know you'll do one step first we're going to separate for a little bit and see how that goes and then y'all come back together okay it was cool all right we can work it out but if y'all need to take a break uh i mean call it quits at least y'all call it quits even you know even steven so Match, press, match. Listen, match is rough. Match, match is not easy. It's not rainbows and and and, and butterflies and cotton candy and, and bubble gum. No, it's work, man. It's work, and it's work. So, whew. so you. I mean, and, and and couples go through things. All right, they're going through things right now. It, it all depends on what they want to do. Aaron, I mean, Jules pretty much gave you the blueprint right there. I think. What I would say before I kind of unpack a couple of uh, things that Jules really said that were impactful. A, why is she acting this way? Because she's a hypocrite, first and foremost. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. She she yeah. messed around on you with her ex-boyfriend. If your ex-boyfriend was so good and so great, he would have married her ass, but he didn't. But she is allowing this bum to hang around. So she's a hypocrite, first and foremost. She didn't mean when she gave you that hall pass. She was feeling guilty right. when she said the shit. Right. And to Jules's point, she only agreed to the shit because she was feeling some kind of way about the fact of, I don't want to lose you. So I'm going to give you this hall pass. I really don't mean it. And I really hope you don't take it. But guess what? You did take it. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> My man was like, cool. He was yeah, like, he's cool. like, all right, cool. It's going to make me feel better. But it probably didn't, right, Aaron? I'm sure it probably didn't. Right. You know, you probably hit some strange. You probably was like, nah, nah, this didn't even feel right. Mm -hmm. But I would have taken the hall pass. I'm one of the type of people, Jules, that I like to forgive. So if that would have happened to me, tough, but you get through it, as Jules mentioned. You guys sit down and talk. If you guys can't figure out together, get a mediator, right? But mm -hmm. she can't have that happen again, right? So I think that you guys both, I mean, you say it's been a rocky two years. Ooh, that's so soon, man. After getting married, did you guys are having these type of complex issues. So I don't right, know. Right, right. You know what I'm saying, Jules? I feel like they need to figure something out between the two of them. So when I when we got this letter, I was kind of like, man, that's too soon for y'all to be going through all this kind of stuff. This mm -hmm. just seems like y'all got a lot going on. Now, Jules, you hit on something, though, when you talked about women, right? And sometimes women can be emotional. That's not a shot at the ladies. That is actual facts. Because she made an emotional decision. She got drunk. She couldn't handle her alcohol, so she mm -hmm. claims. Mm -hmm. And she fucked the ex-boyfriend, right? Yeah. That was all yeah. out of emotion. Mm -hmm. The telling him, oh, yeah, go ahead and have a hall pass. I don't care. Emotion. He takes the hall pass. Now you asking questions. Now you upset. Now you pressed. Emotion. Aaron, your wife got to take the emotion out of this situation. And be logical about what the fuck's going on here. What's the real issue here? Why was it that the ex-boyfriend even had a chance to begin with? Well, true. That's what we need to figure out here in this situation. If it's something that she's not getting enough of, or she needs more of, or she needs less of, y'all need to figure that out. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, hey, I think we broke that down beautifully, because, <laughs> Perez, you hit it. Two years? Y'all, that's honeymoon stage. Y'all didn't hit y'all didn't hit the mark yet where, <laughs> where y'all tired of each other and need space and y'all still on each other uh, faces and stuff. You would think in that moment, yeah. Jerry, you supposed to be still waking up in the morning talking about I'll kiss you with your stinking breath. That's the phase y'all right. should still be in. Yeah, so it seemed like, seem like he getting up and brushing his teeth and then coming back to bed. I don't know. <laughs> Hold on, baby. Let me brush my teeth first. Yeah, let me go ahead and bump this real quick. All right, man. The next listener letter. Okay. Because I'm from Angela. Angela is a 30-year-old mom of three. And Jules, she says, my children's father and I have been together for over 10 years. But she said, but let me say this before y'all bash me. He has asked me to marry him several times. And I have respectfully declined because we need to go to therapy before I will get married to him. Mm -hmm. And she said, here's why. My confidence is at an all-time low, along with my self-esteem, 
because my children's father has cheated on me numerous times. Mm. He has refused to go to therapy, but he's making demands about our situation. He actually told me recently that if we're not married by the end of the year, he wants out. But for me, without going to therapy, I feel that this is pointless. Should I give in or should I stick to my guns? Uh Uh-uh. No, you stick to your guns because guess what? When you're getting married, you got to go to, you got to go see a counselor anyway. So, bro, you might as well, you might as well just cut, cut that out and just go to, go to counseling. Counseling ain't bad, press. I've been to it. It's not bad. It keep, it, it, it opened up your mind to things that you ain't never thought about. You and sit that's up here. what it's all about, right? It's like about learning something, yes. learning something from a different perspective, you know? Yeah, that's all. At first, I was like that too. I was like, ah, I talk to no stranger about no, about my issues or problems or whatever the case may be. No, they there to help. And there's, there's no, and it's no, it's not like you're getting ganged up on, or you know, it's 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 like you being talked down or they 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 highlight your imperfection because we're all imperfect. It's just getting you to. It's, it's just more of understanding and seeing things in a different way. That's it. That's it. Like, so I won't get up, I won't give up off the the counseling. Keep that. And hell, if you want to lose you because you want to make make your relationship better for going to counseling before you get married, then hey, maybe maybe this guy isn't the one then. So I'm just gonna say this to you, Angela. First of all, we won't gonna bash you because you got three kids with this man. That ain't none of our business. So I just right, wanna put right. that out there. But <laughs> I kind of feel like she should stick to her guns as well, Jules. And then I'm just going to be even, I'm just going to level mm-hmm. with you here, uh, Angela. You got three kids with this man and you ain't married to him. Does this man, I don't know what state you in, but this man realize how child support works? Because if mm. you in the state of Illinois mm. and with the mm. three kids, he wouldn't have his chest poked out so much like that. So if anything, he shouldn't be giving no demands. And he over here doing what the hell yeah. he want to do anyway. And he over here giving yeah. you demands. Sir, please. Yeah, Press, you didn't touch something on that now. My brother need to my brother need to rethink about this. Cause if she leave and hit this man with child support and with three kids, my God. What what uh <laughs> it brought me up to that movie, uh, The Family That Praise. And I think that's the name of the movie with Tyler Perry. And uh, I wouldn't even know. I... No, nah, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> you get three kids by this man. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Listen, I, I want to get married. We got three kids. I want to get married. You know, you, we can do it or not. If not, then we're going to do something else and we'll take you to court and, and get, get, some, get some court money. Man, brother, you better... Man, you better go to counseling. Just, 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 you know, just do it. Just, just human. You know, just do it. Just go and see what happens. Look, go to counseling and keep your mouth shut, sir. That's that's, that's all I got for him. Yeah, because he don't realize that she's really in the driver's seat while he's trying to act like he's running something over there. Talking about you out. Mm. You gonna really be out, man? When she take your ass to court, and then he ain't gonna have no way to trick off. No, better give that woman what she want. At the end of the day, that's probably what's gonna happen anyway. So. <laughs> Yep. All right. The next letter comes over from Lauren. Lauren is a 27 year old lady. And she said, I just moved in with my boyfriend. We've been dating for one year and we have a great relationship. But of course, there's an issue or I wouldn't be writing this email to you guys. She said, our sex life is very good, but we are never alone. when We are intimate with one another. She said, there's oh. always four eyes very close staring at us. She said, it's his dogs. Damn. He has a Doberman and a German Shepherd. And she said, these dogs are very spoiled and they run his house. She said, when my boyfriend and I get in bed, they jump in bed too. She said, since I moved in, my boyfriend has been forced to have them sleep on the floor and not in our bed. She said, frankly, I'm not trying to share a bed with animals. She said, lately, I feel like he has been bad at setting boundaries with the dogs. And there are times he is more interested in being in bed with them than with me. (laughs) I know that's fucked up. Okay. She says, I just feel like I'm like number three or number four on his priority list. She says, is there something wrong with me? Or should I be more of an understanding of him and his animals? No, it, it, you know what? I think you're over, I think you're overthinking it. But 
there's nothing wrong with you. You just you just overthink it a little bit. Um, dogs, uh, German Shepherd, Doberman. I don't think a Doberman picture shed, but a German Shepherd was shed. And I know you want that on your bed, anything like that. And those are big dogs, press. Mm-hmm. Dude, what kind of bed you guys got? Like a California King or something? Because that bed is massive. Right. So here's the thing. I I, I have two dogs of my own. And when my wife and I get together, they're not in the room with us. Right, because that's creepy. I agree. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what the way? Why you want the dogs in mean, there looking at you and stuff like you know, like give you some pointers or something? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, when my wife, one wife and I, we be intimate or whatever. Okay, if they're in the room, but like, all right, come on, guys, let's go on out the room. I give you a treat. We'll go outside or something like that. But no, I'm not. They're not in the room with me, with, with us or nothing like that. And and if she wants, here's the thing now, if she wants them not on the bed, that's fine. Because I remember our, our first dog, Jason, he, he, he likes to sleep in the bed with us. And, and my wife at, at, at one point like, yeah, you know, you know, we try to get him not off the bed. So we end up buying one of those little dog beds uh, mm-hmm. for him. And put it on the side. And he loved it. He loved it. He hopped over there with no problem. We didn't even have to tell him. So, so yeah. I mean, and then it, he wasn't a big dog like a German Shepherd either. So, he was a Jack Russell. But them, them dogs there, come on, bro. Those are big dogs. Uh, 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 prayers. Just imagine a German Shepherd and a Doberman Pinscher. Mm-mm. And that bit, come on. Nope. Nope. Even when, I, even when I was reading that letter out loud, I was like, nope. Uh, you know. I mean, honestly, like, I get it, right? Before they moved in, them animals were probably like his kids, right? That's 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 all he had, right? Uh-huh. But you got a lady now, bro. You should want that woman up in bed next to you, right? I mean, that's right. what I would think. Mm-hmm. I mean, that just seems too crowded, man. I get, you know, what I'm saying I get all, all that body heat and shit like that. That'd be too much. I'd be in that bed, like, all right, I don't know about y'all, but I'm getting the fuck out of here. There's too many people in this damn bed. Mm-hmm. So. I feel like this a lot's going on in this situation here with this young lady, and it kind of seems like she feels like this man thinks more about the dogs than he does her. I think that's what she feels. Mm-hmm. That might be worth a conversation to sit down and say, look, I don't have a problem with these dogs, but if something doesn't give, I'm going to probably start becoming resentful of the animals. And that's what it kind of right. sounds like. Because I'm not going to lie to you. I would want to be you know what I'm saying? Doing something and they got damn dogs and shit in the room and they getting all fucking heated and excited. You know how animals get? They get all fucking hyper and shit. Get the fuck out of here. Right. So I feel mm-hmm. like there just needs to be some boundaries to Jules's point. They bought the dog bed. Hey, if he wants the animals in the room, that's fine. I feel like that could be a compromise. Buy the dog bed, mm-hmm. put it in the room, keep it moving. I believe in animals knowing their role. You're part of the family to a fucking degree. You're right. not on my couches. You ain't in my bed. Because guess what? The people that's in the bed pay the bills around here. You don't. Right. Go sit in that dog. Right. Go sleep in that damn dog bed down there. Because mm-hmm. you're lucky you're not outside. Because when I was growing up, people had their dogs outside most of the damn day. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying, like, I, I feel like in this situation, Lauren, there's nothing wrong with you. I think that you could maybe meet this man a little bit more in the, in the middle, right? Maybe, okay, right. fine. You don't want right. him in bed, but maybe find a, a workaround or a compromise. Yes. Except for if y'all get intimate. And when they when y'all get intimate, they lock <laughs> them damn dogs out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't need, right, right. We don't need extra eyes. We'll need four pair of eyes looking at y'all. Like, yeah, that, that sounds weird as fuck. Yeah. Mm-mm. All right, Jules, the next one comes over from Stephanie. Stephanie says, a while back, guys, I met a guy on a date now, and it was supposed to be just a one-night stand. She said he came over, and we had the most explosive sex I've ever had in my life. She said, after that, we talked all night long. She said, however, he lives out of town. She said, but when he got back home, we talked daily and spent hours getting to know each other over the phone. He actually came back to visit a month later. And we were both dying to have sex with each other again. She said, now, 
we've been dating back and forth for a few months now. But she said, but there's one small secret that I have. I'm married and my husband is currently incarcerated for the next 18 months. She said, I didn't see this with this guy and I didn't feel like it was necessary to disclose it as I thought it was going to be a one-time thing. But she said, I feel like it's now time for me to come clean. She said, I think I deserve better than my husband and I do want a divorce, but I feel like I will lose the guy that I've been talking to if I tell him the truth. What should I do? Mm. Mm. Damn, Steph. Ooh, you see, you get into something that uh, just a one-night stand, but you're in love with this brother. Yeah, she seemed like she liked him. Yeah, she seemed like she liked this dude, and she don't want to lose him. But you got to come clean. I, I, hey, prayers, I don't know. I could just come clean with him. Yeah, just tell him. I'll just tell him. Just, hey, and let the chips fall where they may. Like my mom always, like my mom always say, just tell him. Don't beat around the bush. Listen, I like you, but I, won't, I don't want any secrets, you know, with me. And I want to let you know this is going on. I'm married, but I'm. You know, my husband, you know, incarcerated right now, but I'm getting, we're getting a divorce. And, and just come clean and see what happens. And respect whatever decision that got that young man made. You know what I'm saying? Because it started off as fun. And I believe, me, prayers, personally, you know, guys, we, and, oh, okay, cool. You know, you guys seem like y'all jiving very well. And I don't think this would do, I don't think this would break anything. You know what I'm saying? You know, you guys enjoy each other. You guys communicate and, you know, hang out and stuff. So, you know, just come clean. I, you know, like somebody with me, I would appreciate it. Like, oh, okay. Just as long as you're getting, as long as you're getting divorced now. I don't want this dude coming out and coming after me. <laughs> so, you know, but we can handle it a little different now since we'll wait till it, like for me, we'll wait till the process get finished and then, you know, continue whatever case may, you know, whatever case may be. So. So, long story short, just tell him. Yeah, Jules, I, I agree with you. I think tell this guy, right, it's going to go either one or two ways, but at least you'll feel better about it. And potentially, you're not putting this brother in harm's way because, okay, I don't know what your husband's in jail for, but I'm sure it wasn't right, nothing, right. you know what I'm saying, lightweight. So, mm. you, don't want, you don't know if he got people out here watching your moves. So, this is a lot, and I, and I, and I, I don't want to say that to scare you. Trying to have your fun, and I know you didn't intend things to get to this point, but it seemed like you guys were on the same page at one point about it just being like a clearly physical thing. That's what happens. Shit, we're human, <laughs> and you know things yes. change, things happen. Mm -hmm. However, yeah. just communicate because you would you would really feel awful if something happened to this brother because your ex husband gets wind of it or something, some information gets back to him, and then he puts a hit out on somebody. I'm not trying to make him sound like no mobster, but. Shit happens. We see crazy shit that happens every day. Mm -hmm. Next letter, Jules. Comes over from Rob. Rob's a 31-year-old male. He said he's single, 6'4", works out five days a week, Jules. Okay, so, Rob. Yeah, Rob's like, I'm in great <laughs> physical condition. Now, Rob goes on to tell us that he's a lawyer and he comes from a very large family. But he said he had to put himself through law school. Now, I bet audience is like, man, well, where's Rob going with this? Well, Right. Rob said in order to put himself through law school, he had to work in the porn industry. He said he made a lot okay. of money during that time and he was able to pay for four years of law school. Now, he's gone on to say in that role, he was having sex five times a day with all types of women, living his best life. Damn. He said he didn't think much about sex because it was a part of his job. It's just what he did. However, he said now that he's in the corporate world, he works at a law firm. He started recently dating someone. He said they're starting to get serious. And he says, guys, I feel like I should tell her about my past in porn because I feel like it may be too much for her. He says, my boy said I should keep it to myself. But he says, Jules, I'm starting to feel conflicted. What should I do? Damn, that's a good one. He was doing it to support himself and put himself through law school to make him better. It's almost like a, you know, a female who stripped. I'm going to say something, Press. I'm in, I'm in the middle of this one. Mm. I would say if you want to tell her, fine, but we don't have to go in detail. Okay. If you know what I mean. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And that's another one. Let the chips fall where it may because <laughs> that, that's one of the ones like, whew, here's the reason why you did it. Yeah, I'm here now. 
but I had to go through some trials and tribulations to get through some things. And I've done some things I'm not too much proud of. I'll tell her in, 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 in that type of way, here's what I did. But I won't, it won't be no detail or nothing like that and, and, and see what happens. So, Jules, I this one's tough, right? Because my whole thing is this, right? Mm-hmm. He's a lawyer now. Right. Man, I just thought about something real quick here. So you're a lawyer now, and you were doing these movies. I hope that you're not like a recognizable face because you talked about how you're 6'4 and you're in shape because my whole thing you're big is dude. you're a big dude, but you're recognizable, mm-hmm. right? Did you, so right, what's the right. situation that maybe he had represented somebody and they're like, wait a minute, I haven't seen this dude before. That's mm-hmm. just something that just popped up in my head. But anyway. Back to the question at hand here. I feel like you should tell her, man, because she's going to probably find out one way or the other. Because, you know, this stuff always comes out. Like, years later, they may be somewhere, and one of her girlfriends like, hey, man, I know this dude. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I I really know this dude. Right. It is a small world now. Mm -hmm. But I feel like he should tell her because it would suck if Uh she found that shit out from somebody else. But then also, too. I can see where his boys are coming from because his boys are probably telling him, like, well, dude, that's something that happened in your past. You was trying to put yourself through school. Man, don't even worry about it. But I feel like with something like this, you know, what if her parents and and, and family and friends kind of, like, find out about this down the road? That's a tough If he's talking about how things are getting serious, that's a little bit different to me, at least. Because you got to take all these other people into consideration as well. Because cause you, you hit on head prayers, because here's the thing. If he didn't care, then yeah, I wouldn't tell her. If he didn't care about the relationship or her or whatever, right. I wouldn't tell her. Then, okay, it is what it is. But if he's serious, and to alleviate the possibility of that coming back to haunt him, I didn't, I didn't let you know. Here's the thing. I'm serious about you. I want to move on to the next level, wherever the case may be. But I also want to let you know something that I did and in, in it in happened in the past. But I want you to know on it, so at least you, at least you know. Just, I mean, it's like you said, some, some pops up a girlfriend. Uh, you just happen to watch something and like, hey, there go, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, so, to, so you know, <laughs> it won't take right. So you're not blindsided by this. But then it also, then it also shows his character where he's at on how how serious he is with you, you know. So, like I say, I'll tell her. But you ain't going to detail like, yeah, I ain't banging no five bras a day and stuff like that. You don't need to, you don't need to see all that. <laughs> Just, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I think that's pretty much. I think that's the easy one, man. Just tell her. Uh-huh. I wouldn't go into all these crazy details. You know, right. and just say, hey, that was my old life. I did what I had to do. She got me. I'm clean. You know what I'm saying? I had to get, I had to get tested thoroughly, so you don't have to worry about diseases right. and whatnot. Right. Well, yeah, I do have a little bit of a past. And it's up to her. If if, she, if it's something she can roll with, cool. If not, hey, at least your conscience is clear. At least you come. Hey, you can, yeah, you can, you can move on. Like, okay, all right, well. Screw that. All right, our last listener letter, man, before we get out of here, Jules, comes over okay. from Alexis. Oh, Alexis. And Alexis says, my husband and I have been married for 15 years, and we have three children together. Okay. My husband is a functioning alcoholic. She said he can work a full day without drinking, but as soon as he's off from work, he starts drinking. She said he drinks privately. He doesn't leave alcohol out where I can see it, but she said I can always smell it in his cup and also can smell it on him. She said this started shortly after we got married, but I allowed it and never confronted him. She said I can always tell when he's been drinking by the changes in his behavior and how he treats me and the kids. She said it's gotten worse recently, and I brought this to his attention. I told him I know exactly what he's up to. I told him that I don't like the way that he treats us when alcohol is involved. I asked him to stop drinking or I may have to make a decision he may not like. He basically told me that drinking helps him cope with life. And if I didn't understand Mm. that I was free to get a divorce from him. I've been deeply hurt by those words. I want my marriage to work, but I am worried that if I leave him, he will be dead in a year or two. Mm. This is a tough situation for me to be in. What should I do? Alexis, you, you, you stay there and fight, Alexis. Yeah. Well, I said earlier, for better or for worse, and an addiction is, 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 is not easy. It's, a, it's what it's called addiction. And if, if, if he can turn it off, he can, but he going to need some help on that. 
if you leave, you and the kids leave, it, it's a good possibility it might get worse. It might get worse. So right now, you brought up to his attention. Now you're gonna have to stay. That's not gonna be easy battle press. She's gonna have to, if she wants that marriage, she's gonna have to stay and fight. And he's gonna have to, and it's gonna be some battles. It's gonna be hell on earth. But he, you know, is this man worth it? Is the marriage worth it? You know, the kid's father, your husband, is it worth it? You know, that demon, that poison, you know. Um, stay, you know, stay with it. Stay with it. At least, you know, do all you can. At least at the end of it, you can say, hey, you know, I tried. And I tried. And, and, and maybe if you, if it doesn't work out, and you you leave, you take the kids. He may go through something, but then again, it may get him going out, you know, coming out of it and, and seeing the light and 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 get him to the straight straight path here because it's it's an addiction is uh something hard because it it, it holds on to you, it grabs you. You don't want to let it go because it make you how it make you feel, you know. So, so my answer is, oh, you stay and fight. You stay and fight. You stay and do all you can for that marriage, for that man, and, you know. Because that's what, you know, that's what, you know, that's, that's what we do for each other. We love each other. We, we, we're there for each other for, for good times and bad times. And when the bad time comes, that's when, that's when the love show, when that bad time hits. So, no, stay, no, stay and fight. So it's a couple things that I want to share here. First and foremost, if this man told you to go ahead and divorce him because he's going to choose alcohol over you and his kids, I think that kind of already showed you the level of his addiction with this. Mm -hmm. And so if you're worried about him and you're like, hey, if I leave in a year or two, this guy may be dead and I don't want that for my children, I think it may be time for an intervention. Mm -hmm. get his family involved, you and the kids. You know what I mean? And I know, like, people are like, damn, you, how are you going to put him on first street like that? But he needs to see what he's doing and, and the damage that he's doing. And it seems like he's a, a decent guy until alcohol is involved, right? So he needs to understand what he's doing to people because I'm sure you're not the only person that sees it. I think that intervention may be the way to go here to try to make sure that he could just see man, this is the damage that I'm doing to the people around me. These are the people that are supposed to be protected. These are the people that I'm charged with protecting and, and providing for and being a leader of my household, and I'm not doing those things right now. You talk about the fact that you guys have kids together. If you guys have sons, those boys are watching his moves. They're watching how he treats you. He needs to understand that you don't want your boys that are going to be growing into young men to be treating women the way that he's treating you. So there's a lot that needs to be unpacked in this situation. I think an intervention needs to be happening. I think you and him need to go to some sort of couples therapy. And I think there needs to be some family therapy because it mm -hmm. seems like there's a lot that's going on in this household. Yeah, Press. I, you know what, Press? I, man, dude, I second everything you, you, you know, say second thing with that, man. You brought up a good, good point about, about with the sons, you know, overlooked that. I didn't think about that. Uh, cause they see, they see that they see that they see the behavior, you know, uh, we, you know, as growing up, you know, my father and stuff like that, I look at him, how he handled the, the things he, you know, do around the house. You know, you remember, you mimic that because he's, he's a man, you know, he's your father. He's a, he's a man. He's a, you know, and, and how he do things. And if that's what he is doing and he's portraying and showing his sons, um, I'll call alcoholism or addiction can be hereditary you know mm -hmm. so that's something also to think about that he needs to understand that do you want that for your for your boys you know so man that is a great point that you brought up with with the sons yeah it's just important man we we talk so much on this show about the way things are today in this world and a lot of times people don't talk about what the real root of these problems are and it starts in the household Mm -hmm. It starts with your parents, right? Because your parents are tasked with leading you. 
And Jules, you always talk glowingly about your parents, the example that you got from your mom and your dad. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So your mom and dad, what they did for you and your brothers, tremendous job. You and your brothers have been model citizens and done whatever you need to do out here in the world to be positive out here. When I look at this letter right here, I have concerns. I have concerns that this household might be a little dysfunctional. Children's, I feel like Jules' children don't need to be around that because what's going to happen is they're going to get out in the world and then they're going to lead to some of the things that we see out here. Now, I'm not going to just paint with a broad brush and say that every kid in that household is going to grow up and, and, and go down a certain path if, if this doesn't get directed, but the chances of it are significantly higher because of what they're being exposed to. Because I always tell kids in the program that you are not your circumstances. However, mm -hmm. you have to have the resources and the tools to do better. You have to also have the motivation to want to do better. This father, this house needs to want to do better. He needs to want to lead better. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's what it all comes down to. She can't be the only one sitting here fighting for this marriage. She can't be the only one worried about the kids. He's got to worry about those fucking kids. He's got to be a man. Jules, going to hit him with that curtain call, bro. Press this curtain call goes out to Refugee One. Refugee One is an organization that helps refugees resettle in the United States. The non-for-profit offer immigrant insurance, English language training, job hunting aid, and wellness program every year. Refugee One have more helped more than 2,500 refugees and immigrants who are fleeing their homes due to violence, persecution, and war. The largest resettlement agency in Illinois. Refugee One is with refugees every step of the way from the moment they arrive. Refugee One, President Knight, Pull It Back the Curtain Podcast family would like to appreciate and salute you for all your hard work. Hey, Jules, thanks for that curtain call, man. And I, I have to echo that sentiment, man. I mean, Refugee One, they're doing great work. I mean, we, in the news, you hear all the, the stories that people tell you about people coming over to the country. And I know people feel whatever kind of way they feel about that. But at the end of the day, you still have people that are looking for help, that are fleeing a country that for one reason or another, right? And Refugee One is trying to solve a problem. And so I salute them and what they do. Echo what Jules was saying 100%. As always, we appreciate your continued support of the platform. Without you, we wouldn't be. We're the Pulling Back the Curtain podcast. Thanks for listening.